right, so welcome back to the program. I am here with Mike Vanderberg of the Flatlanders group out in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan in Canada. He recently hosted a uh, competition, and he's going to give us a breakdown of some of those details. Mike, uh, how are you doing today? Good, Sully. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate having you on. Um, can you tell us about what your organization is? And um, yeah, we'll just start there. Okay, um, so we um, have uh, started uh, our club here, uh, Team Red Goat Training Center. Obviously, we have a kettlebell uh, team. Uh, we got into it a few years ago and um, enjoy the sport and have hosted some um, some uh, competitions already. But uh, we have the Flatlanders that we host here every year. Um, this year, what we decided to do is uh, we put together um, the national development comps and uh, an organization that encompasses Flatlanders, and it's for lifters of kettlebell sport of any um, any type of lifter, uh, whether they're in a whatever federation they're in or whatever uh, you know program they're they're working with. Um, it's an open open league for lifters that we're starting, and uh, we had our first event on the weekend. Uh, like you said, the Flatlanders uh, open here in Moose Jaw. It was great. We we had a small lifting group, but um, we decided to go ahead with it and we thought that it was a really good competition. And, uh, you know, we had lifters from BC, Alberta, um, and Saskatchewan. So uh, I thought it was a pretty successful event uh, for NDC. Awesome. Uh, Mike, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you, how you fit into the kettlebell culture, how you got into it, and maybe what's kind of driving you to uh, stay engaged with it right now and uh, and a little bit more about how the NDC maybe differs from the existing um, body of kind of kettlebell authority that we kind of have now. Oh, sure. Uh, so I got into it a couple of years ago. Mandy Barco was a client of mine, um, and I'd never heard of the sport, and she got interested in it. So I started working with Mandy on it, and I guess almost probably two and a half, three years ago now, then um, just started following it and really, really enjoyed it. And as uh, an owner of a training facility, um, you know, uh, it was just something different. We have power lifters in our gym and, and Olympic lifters, and kettlebell just uh, became something that... That, uh, uh, I became engaged with and I it's just a sport that I um, that I think is just great for anybody then what I like about it is it doesn't matter um, you know what body type you are how old you are age it doesn't matter um, you can enjoy doing the sport and I was a professional hockey player and when I retired um, you know you kind of lose that uh, competitive edge or that training edge and this is something that I enjoyed doing and it gave me a, a focus back into the sport so um, I really enjoyed it uh, my time here in the kettlebell sport even though it was short I just um, I've always been involved in sport in some way in business and um you know i had some talks with some people around and uh, just felt like um, the lifters were getting undervalued um and the sport wasn't developing the way that that i thought it could sport uh, develop and reach different uh, demographics so 
um, you know, and, and I'd mentioned to you, to you a couple of, you know, a year or a year and a half ago about this type of thing. And it had been something that I'd been thinking about it. I think a lot of lifters have been thinking about it. Um, so what we decided to do is we put together a league and we, it's a national development competition league, but it's, it's called NDC for short. And, and we've branded it the lifters league. And um, the whole purpose of the league is to develop um, and fund, fu- get funding for athletes that are uh, interested in the sport. Um, and who want to con- continue to lift at a different or higher level. So, How, how um, do you go about is- doing that exactly? Well, the way we've done it, Sully, is it's set up into a development um, to development sets, uh, first-timer sets or lower sets, and then we've um, made the league partially into an intermediate league and a professional league. So at any level you can compete, and um, we, have, uh, we use the money that is generated through um the event and it goes back to the lifters to help with training or uh, you know anything to do with kettlebell in the form of of prize money so uh, it gets expensive the sport is relatively cheap as you know but uh mm-hmm. it gets expensive when you're you're traveling and you want to be better part of the thing that i saw over the last two years is that our top lifters in canada um you know they aren't getting the competition they need to compete at the international level so if they go to world's um, it might be a little bit harder for them to compete at that level. Although we have really great lifters in Canada, and I think we do very well. Um, I think if any anytime you want to do well on the world stage, um, you know you need good competition. So uh, we've different. Our system is a little bit different. The competitions are open weight classes, and it's more gauged on bells than it is on uh, body weight. And now uh, we have a committee together. Um, it consists of of not only myself and my assistant Tanya, but um, we've uh, brought in uh, other kettlebell lifters to kind of give us advice, and we're going to keep uh, tweaking um, the league as it goes and mm-hmm. create more stops. So right now, um, Flatlanders was officially um, the first uh, event, but last year we did test out the the concept at uh, Carissa's event there at West Shore Open, and um, then she's going to host another event here in November. So these will be our unofficial events for the league. And then we have developed policies going forward for the league to start in 2019 uh, that will hopefully have uh, six um, stops for lifters to to have competitive competitive, uh, events at and and hopefully win some prize money and sponsorships. Is there something similar to this in other sports that you've worked with? There is, um, you know, every other sport uh, um, does have these types of things. Um, these, uh, you know, I guess the best way that you could you could look at this is uh, right now um, CrossFit has kind of gone to this way with more. Um, they have their high profile events, but uh, they have a lot of smaller events as well. Yeah, it um, seems but, like that's that they're putting a lot more focus into that, especially with some of the other countries outside of the u.s and canada right right yeah Yeah. and for us i mean um i think if we want our top lifters to uh, be able to continue in the sport and and get better they have to have better competition uh nationally and and then as well they got to be able to get funding so um the way the league is will be set up is you'll register to be part of the league um you don't have to do the six stops uh that are in the league uh but all the uh league 
league, six stops will all be the same. We've put together uh, a competition guide and basically every competition, you know, we take our platforms, we take, you know, everything is, is an NDC type background. The hosts actually run the event. We just support it through the registration, all that sort of stuff. And the prize money, we have minimum prize money, but um, we can maximize prize money as well. Um, and then we also have every event. Um, right now we have a $1,000 uh, sponsorship for the athlete of the event. So that's voted on um, by a committee. And, you know, we this uh, past event, Kim Goble from uh, PA Corps, um, got the one thousand dollar uh sponsorship he had a great event he he lifted 24s kind of came out of nowhere uh in the last few months and got into 24s and just really had a good event a solid event and it doesn't mean he was the best lifter or top guy but he's someone that we felt could you know uh, benefit uh, for canada um you know lifting and you know help him out uh, with the sponsorship so um i think it was good that way you know you kind of get guys that uh uh, are into the sport but you know have to work full-time as well so this helps with them pay for their training or whatnot but back to the league the the league stops will be uh, so that money generated as you register for the league um, and every event is there's prize money but you also get a point system mm-hmm. and then uh, the finals you get your ranking based on your point system and so you doesn't mean if you're in the lowest rank if you only attended one, uh, you know, one event and had uh, low points and you were ranked lower, it doesn't mean you can't win the uh, the final event. It just means that it's going to be harder for you to win that final event. So um, we're trying to encourage people to do more stops. And right now it's um, it's finding the, the gyms that uh, fit with us to, to host these stops and be where the lifters are, are at. It would probably be a lot easier if... I mean, we weren't so spread out in Canada. I think that's going to be one of the biggest drawbacks, uh, especially, particularly when you think about the European countries who traditionally lifted kettlebells. They're much closer together, much smaller countries. And so right. when you've got, you know, that kind of chatter about, you know, a, 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 a subgroup sport kind of like what we have, it's you're... you're you're going to bump into relatively more of those people, I suppose, in Canada where we're just spread so much further apart. Right. So, yeah, um, no, exactly. And we've talked about that, Sully, like, uh, and we talked about it a lot this weekend. My team itself, um, we know there's only going to be one stop in Saskatchewan and there's probably going to be, you know, four in BC and maybe one in Alberta if we're lucky. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have to travel, but uh, our lifters that, um, you know, want to get better, we've, we've come up with ways that we think we can make it work to do the traveling. Um, and eventually, you know, if this is a concept that works and you know i think there's possibilities all over the place that we can how we can make this work better um the other thing is is we've talked about making it you know you make it a weekend event as well where we always want to have some sort of seminar um for first-time lifters uh, tied into the event and we also want to um if if we can encourage people to do more lifts uh you know either by athlons or do three events then uh, you know maybe you have a friday night lift instead of lifting all events on saturday or something like that so we've kind of been starting to work at ideas that how we can make this um, you know a little bit better for everybody but definitely with all the lifters being closer on the west coast uh we know in saskatchewan we're gonna have to travel yeah and it seemed like for me that oftentimes the people who are willing to make the trips are the people who have been you know consistently coming year after year they're the established lifters and oh, yeah. and for that yeah, reason absolutely. it's that yeah. much more challenging to get first-time lifters out to um, uh, not even just uh, higher caliber competitions, but even just mid-tier competitions. Um, As for the league, 
So you're going to have uh, several uh, stops throughout the year. Now, all these six stops that we just talked about, are they somewhat like level playing field in terms of their uh, caliber? Like you said, you had things div- uh, divided into intermediary and advanced kind of levels. Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah. So uh, what we do and. Um, you know, we just had a meeting Friday night to change the rules or change the uh, competition guide. Like, um, and I think that's the one thing that we've been working the hardest on is trying to make sure that uh, it's fair for everybody. So after each event uh, or, you know, when we're planning an event, we have lots of sit downs and feedback on how, how we're going to make this more beneficial. So what we decided to do is we went, uh, uh, what we consider pro now in our league will be um, 32 bell for men, uh, 28 bell for men, and uh, 24 bell for men. And then that prize money will be tiered. So first place in a 32 um, kg event, uh, you know, first place is $500, and then everything's tiered down from there. In the female for pro, we went um, uh, 24 and 20s and again the prize money gets tiered from that perspective and then we also went into the pro for females we went into double 16s um and the feedback was that double 16s is a tough uh, event for females um it gives more people a reason to kind of drive to do double 16s but a single arm event in 16s is considered intermediate um a single arm event for 20 uh in men's uh, i believe is intermediate as well so then the intermediate is still prize money. It's just that what we're trying to do is encourage our best lifters to push themselves and become, um, you know, better lifters on the world scene as well. Um, and then we have the development set. So for men, yeah, it's 12 and 16s. And uh, for women, it's um, eight and 12s i believe mm-hmm. and then there's there's some areas in there where it's one arm and two arms so your two arm obviously gets bumped up into a intermediate category sort of thing so um and and we're changed we just changed that again on friday night on the night before the competition it did take effect in this competition but it will take effect in uh, victoria in november um and then we took a look after the competition got some feedback from the lifters and where we thought that it could be more competitive so again what we're trying to do is entice people to do uh, to come to these events do multiple lifts and do it at a high level right for our for our better lifters our younger lifters we want them on the platform uh, we're not trying to entice them with money what we're trying to do is entice them to to get to those higher levels and so i, I think the feedback we got um on saturday was really good about the league and about the concept of the league um of course you know we're open and we've said this as a committee we're open to um tweaking it and making it better what what we put in place right now may not be the same or we may everybody may not feel that way in a year or two years and then split and then one of the things for example right now we have the open weight class sully and the reason we went with the open weight class is just to get more people competing at that bell weight on the platforms versus you go to some events and you know you're you're basically competing by yourself because you're in your own weight group well yes you're always competing against your own number but at the same time there's still something about being on the platform 
uh, competing against someone in your group. So if 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 it got popular and we started to go, we are open to splitting, um, you know, above a, a weight group and below a weight group kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, but we always want to have enough competitors. There's one of the pet peeves that I watch uh, on some of the competitions is, you know, the same lifters are lifting their same weight class and belt class, but they're not competing against each other. So without competition, we don't get better. So um, that's kind of one of the things that we're trying to um, kind of figure out a way to get more competition for our lifters. But at the same time, we're not taking away from any federation or what they're doing. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. What we're doing is for the lifters. It's, you know, it's nothing else. It's not personal. I'm not making any mon- money from it. And, um, you know, the lifters are making the money and it's about getting those people better. So when you're talking about development, uh, everybody always talks about development, but what are you really doing for development? Um, was it important for you guys to keep the single arm lifts? Uh, this is a top that's kind of um, a little hot right now because we're also seeing other organizations that have just completely dropped it like the OKC. Yeah, you know, we talked about this. And that might be uh, something that'll change in the future for you guys just for practicality's sake, but what was the feedback like on that? Well, we actually had a good discussion about this on Friday. I'm a firm believer that one-arm events are going to be dropped by everybody here pretty soon. Um, I, you know, I like doing one arm events, obviously, uh, but my opinion uh, and Charlie, you know, uh, had a great take on it. And uh, my opinion is that one arm events, other than doing a biathlon with having the snatch is going to be dropped by the wayside. And we're open to following what the trends are. If people, if people aren't doing one arm events or doing more biathlon, and I really think so. And I, I mean, I could be out to lunch on this because I'm new to the sport, but uh, my, my, you know what i've been following in trends is is that more people are going to start doing biathlons and triathlons um the sport's just evolving and as athletes athletes always want to be pushed so the days of kind of going and doing one event um to me i think are also kind of falling by the wayside especially even our groups that are starting here in saskatchewan you know it's um you know and as a coach of my team uh, i am pushing people to do two events all the time and i think it just makes you for a better lifter uh, overall but i agree i think and i you know that's what i stated in our meeting is that i think eventually one arm events are going to be by the way fall by the wayside uh one option that uh could prove um useful is back in the day when the wkc were do- still doing their thing um they had like a, a a strong sport kind of take on their in their competitions where you would use the heavier bells and uh, and potentially do the single arm lift. So that there's a classic video of Ivan Denisov doing 48 kg uh, one arm jerk. Right. So yeah, yeah. do you think that that would be something that you guys would be interested in doing, incorporating like that kind of strong sport element to it? I think so. I think that... Um, Almost like the, the exhibition lifts, so to speak. Yeah, I think that uh, that's the whole thing. And eventually... Um, you know, if, if we can get the league going to where we think it is, because I think that lifters, once they come and do an event, um, just are going to like it. But, you know, one of the things we talked about is right now we're getting a, a format down that we think is going to be efficient and uh, be able to help um, gyms host events, right? So the support that they get to host an event um, and kind of the guidance. And then then we start to build uh, out from there. You know, what is what are lifters wanting to 
to do? You know, do they want to come and do a triathlon? Do they want to do, um, you know, an exhibition for strong, uh, kettlebell strong stuff? Do they want to do uh, more two-arm stuff like that? So I think eventually, um, you know, and hopefully uh, this will always stay true because it's one of the things that, that we wanted when we started this is that um, this league will be um, what the lifters want and it'll follow the trends that the lifters want because the lifters are the ones that are going to be getting ready to go to uh, world events. So we we are purposely setting our schedule up so it doesn't affect, you know, the Canadian nationals. It doesn't affect uh, U.S. nationals. It doesn't affect, um, you know, OKC worlds and, you know, and things like that. Right. So um, we what we're trying to do is is get competitive events and a league that uh, can help help people do multiple events without, you know, having to travel uh, long, long distances and that sort of thing. So I think it's something that's going to just complement our lifters or any lifter in North America or, you know, even if Europeans want to come over, mm -hmm. that will complement them uh, on, on what they're trying to do. Um, so does the NDC kind of fit into a uh, provincial or national type of uh, hierarchy or is this strictly something that's just like like how you have the NHL and that's like a professional league and but then you also have you know national or world level hockey which is more centered around the traditional um, or the the in terms of Canada the Canadian sports stream where it's kind of like a different avenue our our um, our vision for the league, uh, Sully, would be that it'd be a professional league eventually, um, with with of course always wanting the the amateur and the development sets in there. But our thing is is if we're going to help the sport grow, um, we need to put a, a vehicle in place that our top athletes can do that in. And I think the way that I looked at it or when I've set it up, um, you know, we want a professional league for our lifters. Uh, we don't want to take away from them being able to go to any of the, the nationals or any of the worlds that they want to go to, just like we do in hockey. I mean, obviously my background is in hockey and I coached in uh, world championships with different countries and, and with Canada and, um, you know, we take the best players from their hockey teams and make uh, Canadian teams. Well, uh, what we want to do is uh, same thing here. We want to make the best lifters, Canada's best lifters. And whether we consider them pro, um, which obviously our, our definition of pro is going to be different than than the CKA or the AKA, and that's fine. Um, but to me, it's a league that uh, develops the best lifters. So, um, and they get rewarded for developing. Um, you know how hard it is to train, and you don't have nothing to train for. This gives uh, gives a reason for people to go and train and, and do their best. Sometimes you're going to have a good event. Sometimes you're not. That's just the way it is. But at least you're going to have a chance to get back uh, on the platform, you know, a few months later and try and uh, try and gain your rankings back or whatever like that. So. I I think the competitive part of it for so for me from the, from the league standpoint i think if you get a professional league going um it's just going to benefit anybody that wants to go on the world stage mm -hmm. so this is more of almost like that well i mean you're talking about developing already professional lifters and you talked a little bit about also setting the stage for beginners Right. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out where you feel like it now this is a very much still a perennial thing much like worlds and, and all that yep. stuff yep. but um, 
in it, it, so it's not quite linear in that you know you go to the NDC to develop yourself and that prepares you for nationals or worlds right. or is it the other way around where you have these established lifters and then they're like well I need something else or something different or something to push me a little bit different and so I'm going to go to the NDC where do you where does it fit nicely in somewhere in there or is it kind of for both no well I, I think it does fit nicely in there I think our best lifters can get better Right. Um, and so they can compete at a higher level against, you know, the Russians or the Europeans, right? When they go to a world event or if they choose to go to a world event, the, uh, the development where the development comes in is for the sport in general. Mm-hmm. So, um, our development sets are five minutes and you can do a 10 minute development set. You're not getting judged on, uh, you know, trying to win money, right? You're getting judged on performance. You know how it is. And we've all had lifters getting them on the platform the first time, convincing them that it's, it's not a bad thing, that it's not as scary as you think and all that sort of thing. So what we, what we do is we have the component of both and our hope is, and I, I think we saw it this weekend, is that our five-minute sets were just as competitive for those for those uh, first-timers and took a lot of their uh, their fears away. And in this environment, when you have your pro lifters or your, you know, we had a couple of Canada's best here, obviously, with Carissa and, and Charlie, who I think are just unbelievable lifters. Uh, when we missed you and Rachel, who, who I also consider some of our best lifters. But I... Um, you know, for our young people to see that um, and see the effort that they put in, it was great. And and then, you know, we have the team in PA that, uh, you know, they had a good um, chunk of, of uh, lifters here. And, and what was neat for them is that they got to see that, you know, people were doing multiple lifts, right? So now all of a sudden it opens their eyes a little bit more. Okay, I, now I'm going to go to Victoria. Now I'm going to try two lifts instead of one lift, right? Um, and, now, and now everybody's starting to talk a little bit. It was a nice, relaxed atmosphere obviously because you're not just going for ranks it's it's like going out for a nice golf game and yes you're playing against somebody but at the same time you're trying to beat your own record and what we saw here is um, a lot of our lifters here were judging it because they are going to Edmonton for CKA Nationals, right? So the ability to give them feedback um, and saying, okay, you know, I might have let you away with, uh, you know, something here, but be careful with that. Um, if it's going to be your first Nationals, they're going to be harder on you there, right? So from a development standpoint, I thought it worked really, really good. And then also the interaction. When you get, you know, young lifters, you know how this community is, and there's a great um, – a great group uh, within this community that I just enjoy talking to. And, and so for me, it's, it's getting to see those guys and talk to them and meet first time lifters and that sort of thing and put on a good show each stop. Hopefully we can get new lifters to it. Um, we have a couple lifters here in, in uh, Moose Jaw that didn't lift in our event, but came and watched it and volunteered at it and now have committed to go to Chris's event in, in Victoria. So to me, that's a win, right? Like yeah. even though they didn't lift at my event, Hey, we're going to go out to Victoria and, and we're going to give it a go out there. So, um, that's the great thing about trying to get someone on, on the platform. Yeah. Well, one of those things that, um, as I learned being a coach that there are many ways that you can, um, offer something valuable to your people and they don't necessarily have to be up there and uh, lift just giving them some form of job like with some of my lifters you know I had them judge sets that are in house and yeah. stuff like that anything yeah, that absolutely. you can do to to broaden those horizons um, are you guys going to keep records of uh, of sets 
We are. So uh, what we talked about is we are doing um, a league website. And on that league website, uh, um, you know, because we do have a chuckle about uh, about records. I mean, every federation has its record. Everything has its records. Um, so well, what are uh, some of we, the problems with having the records in the first place? Obviously, there's standards, right? So standards, maybe, yeah, maybe that comes yeah. first in, in this discussion. Yeah. To me, it's to me it's standards, right? So, um, you know, and I feel like um, you know we have a pretty high standard uh, in Western Canada. Any of the events I've been at, whether it's yours or uh, you know in Victoria or you know even nationals, right? We have a pretty high standard. I watch a lot of uh, competitions online, and you know their standards are different than ours. So, to me, I look at I look at those things and I go, well you know, there's arguments all over the place and I don't really pay attention to much arguments. I kind of do what I want to do, but I think that, um, for us from a league perspective, if you're going to have a league, then yeah, there's standards in the league. And, uh, uh, there, I think we can have more consistency, um, across our league than, than we had before. Our judging system's a little bit different. So, um, you know, our standards are there. They're definitely there for our uh, for our good lifters. Um, and then, you know, obviously with our development lifters, we have a little bit more leeway where we can, um, it's, we can use it as more of a teaching tool than, than actually hammering them down on stuff. Uh, but as long as generally they're lifting the way that they should be lifting, then I think that's appropriate. Uh, but our higher lifters, obviously they're going to set the standards and we are going to keep, uh, records. So, um, 20 let's say 20 um two arm long cycle for female um it'll be ranked in the uh on the website page and this is the standard so um at this event uh you know wherever it is um so and so did this many number and that's the rank so and they'll be ranked down below that as well so the way that i envision is not only your point system will be on there but where you where every lifter kind of qualified in every event right so let's say rachel uh, lifts 20 doubles and you know for argument's sake gets 70 and my girl mandy lifts doubles and she gets 68 well if Rachel Rachel's the standard on the website and then still Mandy gets lifted at 68, if another girl comes in and lifted 68, boom. So then people can get on the website and see where the league is at and how they would fare up uh, in our league. Um, and hopefully what that does is encourages people to come and, and join our league. But yes, this is the standard. This is the best uh, female that at this time that, that lifted and hopefully someone beats that, uh, is always pushing towards those. Um, so we will put that on the website as we discussed on friday and then also the the point system um, will be on the website as well upcoming events all that sort of thing are you guys gonna have a points card like save on foods (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) i'll do whatever you should should have the point system (laughs) integrated with the kickback system yeah 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 we need that uh i'll take anything for marketing at this point (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but what i said what i was saying is our judging system is a little bit different solely so what we went to is um and people are going to argue this all day long and i don't i don't really care but this is what i feel is the best we have a one judge system at each platform but each platform is videotaped 
Um, so because it is a competition for our higher lifters and for money, um, I believe it's important to tape those sets. There's a five minute grace period after each set. So let's say you lift. So it can be contested type thing? It can be contested. Yeah. So let's say you, and there's a head judge at every, every, um, event that isn't tied to, um, you know, tied to the, the actual thing, right? We, we named the head judge prior mm-hmm. that head judge has the final say. So, and I explained to the lifters on Saturday, you, it's not a bad thing. If you think you got 10 reps more and you go to the judge and, and you just ask, you know, um, you know, you know, where were the no counts and you, you aren't satisfied or you and your coach aren't satisfied. You have five minutes. And I told the, I told the, uh, the lifters, it's not, um, you know, we're not going to take it against uh, hard feelings or anything like that. It's, it's a competition. So um, you have five minutes after your set. Um, if you can test it, then the head judge takes the film. Uh, the head judge can bring in uh, another counter if they want, or if they want to do it on their own, that's completely up to them. And they review your set. Mm-hmm. And um, if they get a different number and it's higher then that's the number you're awarded so um what we think is that is is just a fair um a fairness that it goes across right so it's just a just a way to fall back and support our lifters at the same time because sometimes you know judges do make mistakes um and that sort of thing and when we're talking about competitive uh, or competing for money um sometimes there's a difference between first place money and third place money right so um we just put a, a, a safe method in now this weekend we had no um no uh nobody contested their numbers um and so that was good and i don't think it's going to be an ongoing practice i think that our best lifters know generally how they're going to do and if if uh in competition they feel like they didn't get their numbers then um you know they have a system to go there and check it is there a penalty involved if the score isn't any different or no, no, no penalty involved. No, it's um, it's again, and and what I explained to the lifters is it's it's a way to assure that that we're getting the most out of out of the lift. So, um, and and we're all human, and we all make mistakes. So, um, you know, a judge could be having an off two seconds, or you know, ten seconds, or twenty seconds, and miss one or two or whatever, um, or maybe they didn't think you were, uh, you know, maybe you you didn't double dip you know well enough or whatever the head judge makes that ruling and uh and that's the final so but at least it's a it's a way to give a lifter a peace of mind um mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than lifting losing and then not knowing why <laughs> yeah um i think one of the best things that's going to come out of this is uh, at the very least what's happening here is that we're getting more competitions in canada on the calendar and one thing that I spoke to uh, Linda about, for those listeners who don't know who I'm talking about, Linda Gilmore, she's one of the CKA reps, was that, you know, I don't, we, we agreed that it, we don't think it's really appropriate for first-time lifters to lift at nationals. Nationals is more of like an, almost an invitational event, so to speak. Or there needs to be some form of qualifying, um, you know, set of criteria that, you know, where you can compete at uh, at nationals on that national stage um because i i agree, I agree with that by the way so i i agree and um you know even when we started our group i mean our first contest was nationals well to me i don't think that's 
appropriate to go to nationals um but it's uh, difficult because you know what choice do we have right there's right yes there's just not enough competitions exactly yeah exactly no Um, and this i think this is a good option for a lot of first-time lifters um and and I and like I said, the the uh, the six stops gives you six more opportunities to get on the platform before you hit yep. a, a national or world stage. Absolutely. Um, so you guys held a um, workshop or a seminar following your competition. Um, we did. Uh, we. Um, we uh, opened a free workshop. Charlie and Carissa put on a free workshop. Um, so NDC uh, basically um, provided a free workshop for everybody um, that wanted to attend. We had 11 people attend. Um, I think it was great. I think it's something that we want to continue to do as part of our development um, and use some of our best lifters in Canada um, to help um, promote the sport and just give a different feedback. And, uh, for me, some of my lifters were there and it's just great for them to hear it from, you know, two of, two of Canada's best lifters, um, technique wise or what they do and that sort of thing. Um, was there a specific got, demographic? Uh, no, uh, we open it up to anybody. Um, and I, I invited people out of my training center that are interested in kettlebells um, that have never done kettlebells, um, you know, maybe come and just watch and, and learn. Um, and then we had, you know, uh, people that had been in our club for a month or two. Uh, and then we had, um, you know, Mandy, who's our longest running um competitor and she was there so um it's really open to anybody but again what i'm what i'm trying to say to people is it doesn't matter how long you've been doing the sport um uh or (laughs) you're always learning and it's great to learn from anybody right so Mm -hmm. uh one of the best things i like about going to the competitions uh and a lot of times i haven't been lifting lately but it's just nice to go and talk to people and find out a little more things here and there right um and it's interesting uh just to hear what other people are doing training wise and how we can all get better doing it and i think you know in any sport uh some of you know some of the best successes i had is just sitting and talking with other athletes um and now as a as a trainer um you know and i work with a lot of athletes and i work with a lot of female athletes um it's just finding out what other trainers are doing with female athletes right so um i think again it's part of the learning process but i think it's something that ndc has to do to each club um you know and that's what we're trying to develop in this league is that every time we have a stop at a at a gym or a training center or whatever that uh, ndc is giving something back so kettlebell kings has come on uh, as a sponsor um, and we have some things in the works with them and a few other sponsors that okay this is a gym that's going to be hosting a league event uh, every year so you know there's there's things that we can give to that gym to help them out as well um, and one of the things is is a seminar and you know of course we want to start working on equipment deals and stuff like that right so um, I think that that's part of part of helping develop the sport not just the lifters but the facilities that can can help generate uh better lifters and you know we had talks with uh amy from medicine hatch you know there's not a lot of lifters in medicine hat they want to get something going there and her gym would like to get something going but they need that help to get going as well Hmm. so as part of the league i think that's something we have to do okay and is that opportunity built into the whole um reward system or prize system you think is that is that how you're kind of approaching that 
Yes, yes. So not only are we giving out the sponsorships from the league, you know, we want to, we want to, the money that's generated from the league, again, will go back into the league. So, um, uh, you pay your registration for the league that entitles you to be part of the league um, uh, into the, the all events or whatever. Then you still pay your registration fee for, for the events, but the league registration, what that does is that goes back into all the lifters, right. And all mm-hmm. the clubs that are hosting events and that sort of thing. So um, same as sponsorship money. Um, you know, we're working on getting sponsors, but obviously the more numbers we can get, the more gyms we can get involved in hosting uh, a league stop, um, the better demographics we can get. Sponsors are interested. And that's one thing that, um, you know, I've talked about this for a while and it's been to a, to a brick wall sometimes, but um, sponsors are, are excited about kettlebell sport. I mean, it, you think of it from spending money on demographics there's you know there's it hits every demographic there is mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know from any company that's interested in in sponsoring this league and growing with this league there there's a lot of interest there but we have to put some fundamental things in place um you know in order to get that money yeah i've even had uh, you know a great working relationship with my local um gym outfitter uh alloyd yep. they've helped us out with good deals we had to buy a whole bunch of new kettlebells for our competition and and uh he gave me an extra discount on that and it's been um you know it's always been great and and that's one of those things that i don't take for granted um uh, tell me a little bit about more more about your ongoing relationship with kettlebell kings how did that start did you approach them did they approach you and how did you um market what you're doing to them and and uh, and that sort of thing well they've been they've been actually outstanding and uh they were um you know i contacted a couple kettlebell companies and kings was the uh the ones that kind of we clicked we clicked with and they became a sponsor of our team and our training center um and it's been a great relationship but uh, jay um, down at kettlebell kings has been uh, good i mean obviously it was a good fit for them they're trying to expand into canada and get more sales in canada but uh we had talked uh a year Oh, well over a year ago. And, uh, you know, Kettlebell Kings has the exact same philosophy as, uh, uh, as we do, Sully. And, you know, they want to see the sport grow, obviously, from their perspective. And they don't really care about, uh, you know, what, what organization is, what federation it is, blah, 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 right? They're in it for the sport. They want to see the sport grow. They love the sport. Did they um, expand on how they got into it with you and, and what's what sort of fueling their um, uh, enthusiasm about it? Well, they want to, obviously, they, uh, we talked about this league thing a year and a half ago for them, um, and they want to get more more into that kind of concept as well. They really do, uh, my conversations with Jay is they really do feel like kettlebells could become, uh, you know, kind of a spin-off sport of uh, CrossFit um, as far as uh, how people feel about CrossFit and the sport of CrossFit, right? Um, I think CrossFit is a great sport. I, I don't do it. Uh, um, and I wouldn't do it, but I think as a sport, it's a challenging sport. I think kettlebells is the same thing. I think that it can become a very good sport for people. Um, I've seen it right now in my training center. Mainstream sports aren't, I don't get the most mainstream athletes in here anymore. I get athletes that are kind of in sports that are outside the box, and um, and I love it. I think kettlebells is one of it, and I think Kings is, uh, is ready to make a move forward with a league, and um, it was very simple. They did 
nationals for us last year. Uh, we worked at a great deal with our bells for nationals. Um, and, um, they, so I just gave them a call and said, Hey, we decided to go ahead with this league. We want, uh, you know, we want a bell sponsor. And it wasn't even, it was like, yeah, that's good. We'll do it. Like it wasn't even hard. It was like, we want to be part of it and uh, keep us informed as it grows and how we're doing and, and we can expand our role in it. And um, so, yeah, so right now it's just been a pretty basic, yeah, we'll sponsor whatever you guys want to do and how you want to do it. And then let's grow together and see if we can grow a league that, uh, you know, hopefully one day the vision would be that you could, you could have events in North all over North America. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and and they want to be part of that. Um, do you have any ongoing relationships with any of the um, provincial bodies? So, for example, in September, I'll be running a workshop as part of the NCCP's National uh, Coaching Week. So that's going to be um, a free uh, kind of 90-minute workshop where I'll go over some of the basics and fundamentals, almost just like a crash course in, uh, in kettlebell sport. Um, yeah. So that's something that I have going with them. Is there anything that you guys are, are working on like that, or is it, or are you guys just pretty much just kind of autonomous in terms of uh, how you're uh, delivering the development? Well, right now we're you know we're we're delivering it the best way we can, and, and seminars obviously. And I think what you're doing is great. I have had talks in the past, and and I'm not going to go into my thoughts on it, um, but I've had talks, you know. Um, our provincial body here would be very open to the kettlebell sport. Um, unfortunately, I think there's forces in play uh, on a national level that stop um, stop the ability to grow the sport. And um, so, you know, that's my own personal uh thing but i think that as the league grows and if we can become a little bit more of a a force um uh, to help promote the sport then i think we can do more things and i think in the same way that how i approach my business if i try and do the best things possible for my clients then i'll succeed in my business and i think that's kind of what you're getting at with the lifters if you if you if you go out of your way to make sure that the the lifters are getting what they need, then then the, the, the legitimacy will be built in. Absolutely, and 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 the thing is, is that uh, you know I'm not going to sit here and say we're we're the you know uh, our club or you know anybody in our club or anybody in our league is the fourth most expert on the sport. Um, I think there's a ton of great people out there that are uh, knowledgeable about the sport. I think what our league does. Um, well, I guess is, that's the difference between talking the talk and walking the walk, right? Right, and and I think that our league is just exactly what it's going to you're going to end up seeing it being is that we're going to push and drive the sport forward um to to make it better for people who enjoy the sport and we're going to help grow the sport and i i truly believe that and i wouldn't i wouldn't put my money into it if i didn't think that uh that i could do something beneficial for uh lifters and for this sport and i think there's so much potential in it that's the part that's frustrating to me is um and once people get into the sport, uh, whether they do it full time or not, um, or it's just recreational, the benefits of it are, are so are so unbelievable. To me, the first time I did an event, it was just a, a mind blowing to me, the community and how people could talk and and share ideas. Uh, you know, I came from a background where where it was all about um 
you know, competition in the cutthroat business. And this is totally different. And it just, it, I just fell in love with, with that part of the sport. And for, so for me to give back to it, it's, it's a little bit challenging, but at the same time, I, I think there's great people that can benefit from it. And it's just another sport that's going to develop in Canada. Do you think it might be, it could eventually be in jeopardy of going that cutthroat way? Do you think there's something uh, that could go wrong? I mean, it, we could also just even look at something that's maybe not specifically what we're just talking about there. But yeah. like if we look at Europe and there are some things that I know some people here disagree with, with the way that certain things are run in Europe, there's like an old way of doing things and, and yeah. that sort of thing. But Europe's like that. I mean, I dealt with Russians and I've dealt with all Europeans in, in different sports and, and it's no different in this sport. Um, but the, the thing is, is that you, you go, you go the way that you want to do it. And if you're doing it right, Sully, if you're looking within, um, and you're not looking at what everybody else is doing, then people will say, you know what, I'd rather, I'd rather do it and join these guys. And Hey, you know, but to me, you know, I watch every federation. I don't really give a shit what anybody else is doing. Um, I, I just, I care about what we're going to do and we're going to do the best job for our lifters and mm -hmm. to develop the sport. And if people don't like it, people don't like it. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, if I cared about what people thought of me, I wouldn't have left the house when I was 18 years old. So I just, you know, I think that this is the way that I see it going. And by no means is it, I mean, I got this thing going, but now I've kind of handed it over to the committee. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not Mike Vandenberg's way of doing things. It's, it's the lifters, it's the committee. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our office will facilitate it. We'll, we'll do the registrations. We'll do all the administration work, but Hey, the, in the, the bottom line is, is that we're trying to put a lead together that is beneficial for the lifters in Canada or in North America. If, if they choose, to join us mike i appreciate you going through the ins and outs of the ndc for me before i let you go can let's bring it back down to a local level and can you just um describe to me how team red goat has been has been going and how the the kettlebell club itself how that's grown over the years and and how that's been going oh it's it's been great we've been up to uh 25 members um right now we're consistently at about 15 um you know, we have, you know, seven or eight uh, that are always moving forward and going to different competitions. And then we have uh, a group that, uh, you know, just enjoy it. Um, it's funny because we are a gym that lifts a lot here. And um, so even other lifters are finding that kettlebells are, are a benefit. Um, our, you know, like I said, our club is relatively new. Um, we started at the same time as PA, um, but we have attended. We've had uh, Taylor and Mandy have both gone, um, you know, to the Worlds, um, which is very good. And um, I think that Taylor has, uh, Taylor Carl has, has uh, a lot of potential if she continues to be in the sport. I think Mandy Barco has a lot of potential if she can in the sport. And now we're getting a lot younger lifters who are interested in it and see it as an avenue to stay competitive. Um, you know, we have uh, ladies that are in their 60s now that have joined and uh, are uh, getting their competitive spirit back. Georgina Gadd uh, did her first event and now she's fired up to go to nationals and do some doubles there. Um, and maybe compete in that veteran uh, category. So um, I'm pretty happy with it. We, we meet three times a week. We, um, we have team workouts every Sunday. We, we try to get together as a mandatory workout and then, uh, you know, we program for them year round and um, depending on what competitions they want to do. So um, we're learning, we're getting better, but I think that um, the main thing is, is that we've got a pretty good glue 
Um, it's kind of like John up in PA, his group is, you know, solid 15, 20 people. And, um, and, and for us, for the, our two clubs here in Saskatchewan, we feel that's great that we started at the same time and, you know, we can have close to 30 lifters doing the sport, um, you know, especially in the winter when it's really cold out here. <laughs> so, um, it, it gives us something to do, but, uh, our sport, like I said, we've hosted three three events now, and we feel comfortable, and we've got a good uh, a good system in place, and that's where we feel like we can help uh, from the administration part uh, as we grow the league. Do you encourage a rivalry between you guys and PA? <laughs> well, I would love it, but uh, John's, John's team is only, too nice of a guy. John's just such a nice guy, and the other thing is that they mostly do doubles, and we were mostly doing one arm, so now it's a little bit better because yeah, they uh, meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, his guys, uh, you know, his guys and girls are starting to do uh, one-arm stuff and also starting to do biathlon and so you know and ours are doing doubles and biathlons now so I think it's nice that uh, we have that we've never even ha- ever had an in-house uh, event which uh, between the two of us which is I think is bizarre but um, they've always been very supportive uh, of our of our uh, events um john was away obviously surfing if you follow him on instagram he's surfing yes. in uh, costa rica so uh, he, he was a little stressed but to have one of his lifters um you know on the platform with charlie and todd uh lifting 24s i thought was just amazing and uh and he did well he represented himself well and he represented core uh, pa core well and so as john's all his lifters do right and i think john's getting his team ready to go to nationals and um you know and, and carissa was uh, grilling them about coming to uh coming to victoria so the one thing about this sport is you know if you if you go out and help uh, or attend other people's uh, sports you usually get that our events you get that back and and that's the great thing about this uh, community of kettlebells well i so much appreciate you taking the time to talk about all this stuff with me i won't keep yeah, you any thank longer you. yeah but, oh thank uh, you Sally. and hopefully we can get you guys on the uh, on the board here and uh, i'd love to have uh, nanaimo as a stop on on the uh, circuit one day I'm sure we can set that up without much problem. <laughs> so there's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's only going to help to develop the lifters. And um, that's what I do day to day, day in, day out is um, I try to keep growing the sport just like you. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. And I appreciate you having us on. And, and again, I can't wait to see you guys again. And, you know, sorry, you guys couldn't make it this weekend, but um, I think you guys would have enjoyed it. And hopefully we can get you uh, at Carissa's in uh, November. And if anyone's interested, I mean, our information is on the Facebook page, uh, National Development uh, Comps or National DC is our Instagram, but um, our website is getting worked on and uh, we will promote that a lot. Uh, But uh, where can people look for updates until then? Uh, on the Facebook page, National Development Comps, um, we uh, we are putting stuff on there regularly. We'll, once the website gets up and our Instagram um, gets go, our, our Instagram is going. But once it all gets connected, then uh, you know, right now we actually have uh, it's amazing to me. We have a lot of European followers, so I don't know if it's something that they're interested in as well. Uh, I mean, for me, man, wouldn't that be great if we had uh, some of the best lifters in Europe and the United States and Canada? Um, coming to these events to uh, to compete, I think that'd just be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, with the right people, I think you can get them over here. Um, I, there's there's always a few who are willing to travel, so yeah. it's just a shame that we're so far away. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Anyways, um, thanks for coming on, Mike, and okay. uh, I'll be talking to you again. All right. 
All right, man. Thanks, Sully. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. You too. Bye.